welcome back, everyone. This is episode nine of the Underground podcast, or whatever. Yes, it is. You want to call this? That's an astute observation. It is. Yes. Oh God, dude. I uh, went to the gym Saturday uh, for the first time in a while. I'm uh, a buddy of mine is now my personal trainer, and um, I almost passed out. And went blind for about two minutes. Oh man, hardcore workout, huh? Yeah, it was it. It, it felt as if someone was dunking my head underwater <laughs> while I was staring at the sun. And at every, you know, he's like, "Hey, are you are you good?" And I was like, "Uh huh." And he's like, "Did you eat this morning?" And I went, "Uh uh-uh. uh." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "David, you need to eat." And I was like, "I know." And I was like, I "So what? What time did you work out?" Uh, it was like 8 a.m. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you got to work out. You got to eat before you work out. I know. You're going to do it in the morning. Well, I've done it. This is literally the first time it's ever happened to me. I've done uh, okay. really, really hard workouts in the morning before without eating anything. Never had any problem. But I think it was uh, the pacing on the row, uh, the row machine because oh, he yeah. was trying to get me to go as hard as I could for 500 meters. And I did okay. It was like 214, I think, which is, I mean, pretty good. Like, I'm not in terrible shape. Right. Um, but it, man, it rocked me. And that was the last thing I did. So I had done an entire hour's workout and then went as hard as I could Uh, on the rower. So I, it it just, it, it it rocked me pretty hard. Um, so that was just an interesting experience and laughed about it. And now I will eat before I do workouts in the morning. So that sounds, you sound like me when, uh, I exercise for about 30 minutes doing a bunch of calisthenics Yeah, and, you know, I did pushups, pull-ups sit-ups uh air squats all that good stuff right and then i ran for a mile perfectly fine yeah i ran that mile for like an hour straight i was coughing i was Mm -hmm. dead i'm like man i am severely out of shape i'm not like you look at me i'm not in bad shape i mean i'm not saying i'm in good shape but uh, (laughs) i used to be able to run five six seven Mm -hmm. miles no problem and now one mile and i'm dead i was like what am i gonna do with my life (laughs) Staring there, looking up at the ceiling, laying on my bed. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I just want my. I haven't felt that burn in my chest in a long oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine, I'm my. Like, oh, my uh, that's what I started. Like. My face started getting a little tingly, and then like the my teeth were starting to feel tingly, and it was just it was weird, dude. I'm telling you, I've never, never had this problem before. Like when we would do Muay Thai, any of that stuff. Like we were doing really hard workouts, right? Like I was sweating like crazy by the time I was done. Never any issue. This just knocked me on my butt, and I, yeah. I, I don't know. I like I. It's hard to explain exactly what caused it, other than potentially I was more in need of food than I realized. So, yeah. um, but I, me, I, I think we're good. So, being more out of shape than I realized. Yeah, and I definitely am. Like <laughs> That's I'm not. How it was for me and how I had been eating and everything coupled. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh God, what yeah. is life just in me now? Well, and it, you know, it's, it goes back to that whole, uh, the whole thing we've been talking about is that, you know, because of all of the stuff going down with, or going on with lockdowns and, mm-hmm. um, people not being allowed to go to the gym, do these other things, people are just unhealthy in general, you know? Yep. Uh, and so it's like, I'm not, you know, at this point it's like, I'm not really worried as much about getting sick from COVID as I am having health problems because I'm, I'm not in shape. Yeah, and our, or I don't eat well and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's where you know, I've done 
uh, I used to do the whole healthy substitution thing. And I did that for a while to where I just slowly but surely made a healthy lifestyle. And then, you know, after my car accidents, I went vegan for three months. Did that so good being a vegan and everything. <laughs> yeah. My neurologist recommended it. So I did it just cold turkey did it yeah and stuck to it for the most part i would say like probably like 98 percent of uh stuck to it uh and then i went pescatarian and then slowly but surely worked back to eating meat yeah uh and then i've done the carnivore diet and i have to say like the i did keto as well i felt the best the doing the healthy substitution route when I did that, I was pretty much, I mean, I wasn't eating any junk food. I didn't desire it. Didn't crave it. Didn't yeah. care for it. Pizza included French fries, all that stuff had no desire for it. And then between that and the carnivore diet, those are the two, as far as eating wise, diet wise, those are the two I felt the best on mm. nutrition yeah, and everything. So keto was great for me, except for headaches, which sucked. Mm. Um, and I've never done a full carnivore diet, but making that a, uh, a majority of what I was eating and then little things here and there, uh, you're right. It's also been, it's been great, but honestly, the best thing for me is when I'm working out, when I'm dedicated to getting something like that done, my brain just naturally goes, don't eat that. You know, mm. um, I'm yeah. in that, I'm in that weird stage now where like my metabolism and my, uh, cravings are kind of weird. It this always happens to me when I, uh, get back to the gym. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like my metabolism goes crazy and I'm just like, cr I, I, the other night I ate a full steak, like a ribeye mm -hmm. broccoli. And then later that night ate more food. I don't even remember what I ate, but I was still like, I, I was just like, why am I still hungry? <laughs> Dude, I think, so. you know, for me, it, it's more so than just that, like, all that. So for me, when I was eating healthy, I also wasn't playing video games mm. a ton. I wasn't, there's was a lot of other things I weren't doing as well as exercising a bunch, yeah. you know, focus on my responsibilities. And I've just noticed that how beneficial it is to be more disciplined in your life and how much better you feel and how much more freedom you have mm. um, as a whole. Yeah. That's yeah, the primary yeah. thing. And so I've just been in that place lately to where, you know, I'm tired of, of, of not feeling well. I'm tired. I want to be stronger and I, and I'm motivated in positive lights too. Uh, so like love of my family and stuff. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I want to, I try to work out hard cause I'm imagining, okay, if someone's attacking my family, how am I going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. can I turn them off? You're going to be winded after the first minute. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> or, you know, if aliens attack, you oh. know, don't want to be too winded. All right, all right. I catch a drift. We're going to go ahead and uh, get into the first topic. Joseph has... Uh, <laughs> smooth yeah. transition, very, as they say. Very smooth transition, Joseph. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and play this clip. Night vision video from a Navy destroyer, a mysterious flying triangle yeah, above the deck of the ship... The Pentagon confirming the images obtained by documentary filmmaker Jeremy Corbell were taken by Navy personnel. Expected to be. Are you serious? Do it again. Oh, that's weird. It made me have to have to click this time on it to prove it to be watched. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You just edit this part. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are you good? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. good to go. Here we go. Night vision video from a Navy destroyer, a mysterious flying triangle above the deck of the ship. The Pentagon confirming the images obtained by documentary filmmaker Jeremy Corbell were taken by Navy personnel, expected to be a part of a report on unidentified aerial phenomenon to be presented to Congress this summer. Already online, some skeptics say the images are caused by cameras trying to focus, but some of the objects go beyond just flying in the sky. One shows a spherical object dipping into the ocean, similar to an incident in Puerto Rico where an object was tracked buzzing an airport, then flying into the water, popping back out before appearing to split into two and disappearing. Well, um, let me be the first to welcome our new overlords. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to our lovely planet. Yeah, not divisive at all, <laughs> dude. I, I gotta be honest. Like, if it's real, it's uh, gonna make great content for us. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, make great content. You know, to to watch uh, Joe Biden attempt to <laughs> interact oh, with aliens, bro. Oh, oh brother, man. I Would want it. I yeah, want I'm it the so bad. The free world. <laughs> yeah, I want it so bad, dude. Oh my gosh. You're the representation of all humanity? Yep. Be so funny. Oh no, but uh no, I believe that it's possible that the the UFOs are real. They probably are. Um maybe, but I don't think it's aliens or anything like that. Uh I think it's probably just another country's um, tech or something. Technology. That's what yeah. typically is. I don't remember Oh, what was it back in the 1960s? I want to say when people, I don't know if it was the 60s, 70s, what, whatever it was, when people would take photos and claim UFOs, and it was actually the CIA, the US government, and their technology at the time, planes mm -hmm. flying over, or whatnot. And so I think it's more so just something like that. You know, you have China, Russia, other countries, even the, even the USA with our secret weapons um, that isn't even made it you mean you have the top top level clearance for that stuff yeah and so yeah it's probably just that really simple i'm gonna People hold, like to assume aliens yeah. and everything oh, i'm gonna aliens. hold out hope i'm gonna hold out hope because i need I don't think so. we we need something other than uh corona in the news you know what i mean i don't think there's a i don't think there's enough evidence for it i'm gonna spoil the party <laughs> can't convince me get some solid evidence and then we can revisit it. What about the monoliths and that have been popping up all over the place? Dude, I bet somebody's been playing that crap. You know it is. <laughs> it's just a CIA op. Oh yeah. It's what oh, it was? I don't know. That's I'm my that's my guess. If we're going I'm down that around. if we're going down that route, it's government agencies just messing with people. Um, Probably. You know. That's who, what doing, I would do. That's what doing if weird I had testing. Any, position in the government i want to be the position that messes with the people mm -hmm. just to mess do. with them yeah <laughs> so what do you do <laughs> oh man uh i guess we have to talk about this uh jake paul ben askren fight Can you, let me ask you let me ask you a question can you Go even ahead. call it a fight no it's boxing any boxing match Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Jake Paul, Ben Askren, they're not fights. Whether they last one round or 12 rounds. What I mean by that is that it, like, there's an argument you can make that the George Floyd, I mean, 
before Mayweather, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. And, <laughs> the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. Uh, if there was a different rule set, Conor would have beat Floyd, right? right. Uh, if using more things. And so that's what the, the weird, the, the rules are extremely weird in boxing. And it's an art form. It They, they are fighting physically because, you know, you're getting knocked out, taking damage and stuff. You're throwing fists and everything. But it's not the a the rule set is weird even just for being able to throw a fist. Yeah. B, yeah. Uh, it's not complete grappling. Elbows, knees, kicks, being slammed on the ground, takedowns, wrestling, jujitsu, muay thai. You know, yeah. yada yada yada. So I mean, that's the thing is that yeah, it's just these boxers being like, yeah, I could beat these MMA guys. Is, they couldn't probably beat the top thirty in any organization no. in in any division. Yeah, and I mean, like, the fight itself. Yeah, the fight itself. Like, that whole thing was really sketchy. I I went, so I watched it when you sent it to me the other Mm day. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, that doesn't look like someone who should have had the fight called on him. I mean, I, and, and it's so, here's the thing is, the, the two sides of the argument that I've seen is, one side is, you guys just don't want to admit that Jake Paul beat him. And the other side of the argument, uh, is the that Askren was fine and ready to go? That the guy called it too right. quick, and uh, there's probably a little truth in the first one, just a little bit, right? I mean, like people mm-hmm. are, but people are also pissed because they paid money to see a fight. Um, Jake got a shot. I mean, it was a good shot. Hit him. Yep. He went down, but then he got right back up, and he he was ready to go. And then the ref calls it, and you can see Askren afterwards going, "Dude, what are you, what are you doing?" He you can visibly see on his face he's saying. Why did you just call this? Yep. So. Yep. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that's not a, uh, a knockout in the, so, so for those who don't know, if you don't know by now, Jake Paul, technical knocked out, uh, via ref stoppage, Ben Askren, right. Which is right. different from getting knocked unconscious. That didn't happen to Ben Askren. And so what happened is, uh, Jake Paul threw his overhand, right which is something he typically does. Uh, he isn't fighting boxers for a reason because he still has what he should because he's still new, even though he's been training for three years. Uh, very much amateur uh, tendencies. So what I mean is that he'll, when when a fighter comes in, he'll duck his head down and just throw his right. Yeah. You know, that's his tendency, right? Yeah. Um, and so which is something Ben Askren even knew. I, I listened to him speaking earlier mm-hmm. and he just didn't follow through with it. So anyway, he got hit by dropped like a ton of bricks. He got up, he stumbled backwards some, and then he, he came to, uh, and so he, he was definitely, he was dazed, but he wasn't out. He wasn't in a sense to where, Oh no, he cannot continue. Right. Not in the sense of like, Oh, no, I just mean, he wasn't, wobble to that I, extent listen, right so this isn't to say two things yeah this isn't to say that jake paul wouldn't have won that jake paul wasn't the better boxer well i think everyone knew that jake paul was a better boxer but what people were saying is that he hasn't been into the later rounds and he's not as much of a competitor and what people don't understand when you've never been in a gym and witness a just a professional competitor versus an amateur competitor uh the amateur competitor does not all the time, 10 out of 10 times, 
does not do well when bad things start to happen. They don't know how to react because you gain that experience yeah. as you go. Yeah. And so yeah. that's kind of, it was, okay, Ben, weather the storm. And then in round three, four, five, six, and seven, pick pick it up. And, and that's where people with, were thinking Ben was going to win now. So when he got up, he stumbled backwards some to the ropes, like a couple steps, and then went forward and uh, was ready to go. And the ref was looking at Jake Paul for a few seconds, then looked back at Ben, and Ben has had his hands up, and it looked like they were about to start it back because you know Ben moved forward to Jake Paul, Jake yep. Paul moved forward to him, and then the re the ref was like, "Wait, wait!" Ben walked towards me. He walked towards him. And he stopped it. So. Yeah, it's so weird. And people were like, I, I watched, I watched some stuff, some some commentary on it earlier, and one of the guys was like, they they felt like he called it because Askren was like walking funny, but then the guy was like, but that's just how he walks. Like anybody, anybody, and I was, and I was like, that makes Twitter. sense. Yeah, anytime you see him it, just walking around, the dude kind of lumbers. Like he's not exactly a graceful individual he just had hip replacement surgery oh yeah that's a great point too so he's gonna be a little like so he's gonna and he, he walked weird before the hip replacement surgery so before he hurt his hip i think his he ha he has a funky style he, he always has had a funky yeah. style after he hurt his hips uh he started to walk funny and then after the hip replacement surgery even though he's no longer in that pain you, you still have those tendencies to walk the way that you've been walking for so long to compensate for that mm -hmm. pain. So that's just him. I'm not sitting here saying that he wasn't hurt. It's just he wasn't hurt in any capacity for it to stop. Yeah. And so people keep saying, well, Jake Paul would have won anyway. Let me tell you, I've seen enough fights as someone who's not a professional coach, a professional fighter, uh, an amateur coach, an amateur fighter, just someone who's watched. Uh, a lot of people train in various different forms of mixed martial arts and watch a lot of fights and have studied and read stuff. Um, oh, what was I about to say? Ben wasn't on Chicken Street. No, he and, wasn't done at all. And he, and I've seen people, I saw Todd Duffy versus Mike, I can't remember his last name, and it was a heavyweight fight, and Todd Duffy. Is is Duffy? I'm sorry, Todd Duffy just Duffy. welled on this guy for uh, three rounds. When then with a minute and 25 seconds left, I still remember it. It was about a minute and 20 something seconds left. Mike throws an overhand right, knocks him out. Knocks it wasn't out. even hard. It wasn't even like he went it's, just yeah. all his might. It was just an overhand right, and Todd it caught him just right. And Todd just fell forward, and his thighs were so big when he fell forward on his thighs, his thighs reverberated him backwards, and he fell down. Anderson Silva was in the first fight with Chell Sonnen, was for five straight rounds demolished. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chell just dominated Anderson Silva in that fifth round with a minute and 17 seconds to go. Armbar from Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva wins. Yep. So, and then I can reference other fights too. Well, but my let point me say, is to say anything can happen in a fight. Yeah. So let's take this from another perspective because I think it's more than just sort of the technical aspect that goes into mm -hmm. this. Okay. So, from what I know, uh, they spent about two million dollars on this performance because, as far as I'm concerned, that's basically what it was, right? They had yeah. like musical artists, and like Snoop Dogg was one of the announcers. Does Snoop Dogg have a history in that that you're aware of? No, so no, it, it wasn't just that; it was the women. I mean, it was very raunchy. I didn't watch it. As soon as I saw women up on the just on the stage, yeah, on the top part of the uh, oh crap, you have the uh 
the entrance where the fighters go out and has all the metal bars and beams above it, whatever it's called. Yeah. And there were women on top of them in their own like boxes mm-hmm. and uh, you know, bras and underwear and dancing scandalously and everything. And I was like, nope, I'll just wait for the Ben Askren fight and I'll yeah. watch the UFC fight. So the, the from what I've heard, because I didn't I didn't watch the, the fight the night of. I just I was like, you were like, oh, yeah, it'll be on at like midnight your time. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm good. And I'll I think play. I made the right choice. You did. Um, So it's not just that, but with from what I've heard, the like direction of the cameras and they were like on the announcers when they should have been on the fight. There was a lot of weird stuff mm-hmm. that was going on. Um, Snoop Dogg, as soon as uh, Jake hits that punch is like basically like oh yeah this is it you know he's like literally cheering for a specific person and it's like this is really Mm -hmm. unprofessional it was very unprofessional from from everything that i've seen so not only that but people paid money for this right i assume people were there and they paid money to be there right uh they didn't have any gate so however the people that there were people there but i guess it had to be some type of private invitation to some extent so it wasn't an open gate to the public well okay despite that you have a fight that people are paying like a pay-per-view style Mm -hmm. admission to so and no one told this ref do not call this thing too early that's so so okay and listen i'm glad you brought that up because that's the point i was going to make go ahead though i I was going to say because i okay this this wasn't an MMA fight. This wasn't Askren getting kneed in the face and being done immediately, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a that was a An real that was, a, that was real a real knockout, knockout, right? He gets up, he's motivated to keep going. The ref should have just I don't care if Askren was like slightly stumbling around, if I'm being totally honest. They should have let the fight keep going. Oh yeah, absolutely. They should have let it and keep it's, going. It's, it, it, so so we gotta clarify the difference between what we're talking about if you've never watched a ufc fight so so hang on let me back up first point it being a main event fight typically what you see in main events co-main events you know the 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 big ticket items that people have paid with the card is that you'll typically what is done is that they let things go on because you don't want to stop the fight because people are paying good money to see it and not to the extent to where it jeopardizes the fighter's health right and so what i mean is that there's a difference when you're like if you're just covering up and you're just eating punches and you're eating punches and you're not responding in any type of way, right? Ref is going to stop that. Yeah. Probably, you know, if there's 20 seconds of you just eating punches and you're not doing anything, you're just covering up, that's grounds for um, stopping the fight because the ref is going to assume you're hurt in some capacity. There mm-hmm. has to be some type of movement from you. And I'm referring to MMA fight. Other thing to think about, too, is when you're rocked, there's a difference in intelligently defending yourself, right? Uh And unintelligently defending yourself. If I'm rocked, but I'm still doing this, I'm going through my natural instincts. Once once you get to that level, like Ben is at, not what Jake is at, where Ben is at, you have natural instincts to when you do get hit and you get rocked, that take over. Yeah. And that you're still in the fight. And so you're still intelligently being the key point defending yourself now unintelligently would be like if i was doing this right Right. that's unintelligent because you're not (laughs) going to defend yourself like this yeah that's showing you are clearly out of it you're going to absorb more damage yeah ben was still in there he was defending you know ready to go took steps forward and it's not like he was 
he, he, even it's not like he was you know what i mean yeah he wasn't like on freaking listen, chicken street I've, I've seen enough just street fights i i went through this weird obsession at one point where mm-hmm. i would just watch a lot of street fights on reddit uh it, it's surprisingly yeah it's a it's surprisingly addicting and you really get to see it it, it it turned out to be good for a couple of reasons. One, because people should understand how dangerous getting into street fights actually is. Mm-hmm. Like, like bouncing your head off concrete. Not a great it idea. Not. not a great idea. Uh, but also, you get to see how terrible a majority of people who get into these fights are at, mm-hmm. I mean, literally fundamentals. You know, it's like they've yep. never put their hands up in their, their life. And, you know, pride gets in the way. And somebody usually gets rocked because of it. They don't uh, keep their chin down. They're like this. Mm-hmm. Or they're standing like, you know, I think, I don't even think Ben was like this, right? Yeah. He was more like, like he had a weird, I mean, yeah, he he's got open. a weird, he's got a weird like, striking style anyway. Yeah. It's obviously it's not his thing. Everyone is, is pretty is clear about that. Well, it's so weird made, to look so at. <laughs> for people to understand what made, what makes Ben Askren so great is that he purposefully did not train striking for his 10 plus MMA career and was with the sport evolving, dominating in multiple organizations, winning the belts and defending them at the welterweight division uh, four or five times and dominating world-class strikers that were also great at grappling and yada, yada, yada. Right. And so Ben was just dominant in one specific area. And typically what happens with people like that is that they end up, uh, fading out because you know they're they're not they don't have that they're not good in these other areas yeah. as well and so it's re- extremely difficult to be like Ben Askren and be at the elite level like that for so long yeah. and win belts and defend them regardless of if you're in one FC or Bellator or the UFC and so uh, with that said Ben Askren didn't train striking any striking he did in the MMA was just to, to get his hands on you. And that was it. Yeah. So and purpose, that was his intention too. So that's why Jake chose this. The thing, one of the things I've noticed with Jake to make this observation is that yeah. Jake is a bully. What I mean by that is he's Ben Askren, Nate Robinson, and then the YouTube dude before him. He's picking on people. People don't realize how big Jake Paul is. Jake Paul's walks around probably at 210, 220, and he's muscle. I mean, he's solid. Yeah. Right. He trains hard. I'm going to give him, he trains hard. He's, for amateur, he seems like an amateur, uh, but but he has some skill. Uh, yeah, he there has skill some skill. There. He has the yeah. fundamentals. He has the fundamentals. Yeah. And he so, looks good in training. That, you know. but he's bigger. People don't realize he's bigger than Ben Askren, way bigger than Nate Robinson, bigger than the YouTube guy he's faced. Yeah. So he's not only is he not facing men his own size, he's not facing. Um, men who actually know how to strike. And so yeah. at this point, you need to put him in with actual strikers well, and it's, too. It is very amateurish, right? So Askren, obviously, uh, grappling is more of his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is his thing. His but he, thing. if he wants to like box people, at this point, he has. if he's going to stick with boxing, like if that's the thing he's going to do, he needs to start fighting people that are on his page. He can't keep mm-hmm. beating up former... Uh, NBA athletes and other YouTubers, you know what I mean? It's like, it gets to the point where it's like, dude, this is, you're being, this is weird. You know, it's like Ben Askren came off a hip. He he was in retirement, came off a hip replacement surgery and hadn't been training for anything for a while. And so, you know, 
again, I don't blame Ben Askren for taking it. I would have taken it. Give me a million dollars to go have a good time. Yeah. And, you know, just get in there. It's circus, man. It's exactly what he said. He called called it, man. It was a circus. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The only other thing that was really getting on my nerves, and it kind of goes back to the original point of how it's was hardly a fight was that all of these reports were coming out and I had a couple people that I had talked to earlier mm-hmm. on before this fight happened um, about the whole thing and they were all like you the word um, dominated or destroyed or some form of Jake Paul completely um, dominated Askren in this fight or whatever and then it, you just go did, did you guys watch the same thing that I did because it's like that kind of language is for when Askren gets a knee to the face and is completely knocked out and they end the fight. Mm-hmm. That's getting dominated. And especially mm-hmm. it was impressive because of how fast it happened. <laughs> so I don't even, this is going to sound weird. I don't even think a knockout like that is being, it is. It, I can so I can see where you're coming from. It, 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 there's a difference between that versus another fighter breaking you. And right. for three rounds or five rounds, completely I, dominating I understand you I don't want to those I don't want to split hairs over the situation that's not no, what no, I'm no. trying to get you're at. right you're right though it's, that's way different than what Jake Paul did it's really irritating because it's like if dominating is getting a good strike in on someone him falling down getting back up and the ref going no 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 this is done you're just like what are you talking about right and of course a lot of that yeah. was coming from like mainstream out, mainstream outlets and it's because it's all sensationalized all they want to do is Dude, I've seen something that didn't really happen. This just reminded me. Chet Congo versus Pat Berry. Craziest fight I've seen. Pat Berry had Chet Congo. This is uh, in the heavyweight division years ago. Had him on freaking Chicken Street and Wobble Street at the same time. (laughs) I mean, his arms, his legs, everything was loose. The dude was doing the stanky leg while on Chicken Street and Wobble Street. Chet was out of his mind. And Pat Berry came in to close it off and Chet threw an, I think it was either an overhand right or it was an, uh, uh, uppercut and Pat Berry got knocked out, <laughs> knocked out. And even when Chet Congo fell on top of him, land some more strikes, uh, he was still on chicken. <laughs> so I say that to say there's also other fighters I could point out for Griffin being one of them and some other fighters too, to where it's, when they get hit or when they get they for whatever reason, it sounds dumb, but it kind of puts them into the fight. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of how Ben Askren is, too. All right. Well, we got to move on. I mean, the fight's over. It is yeah. what it is. It, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, that's well, over. Speaking of fights, uh, Masvidal and Usman's this week. So if y'all want to <laughs> watch that, that Saturday, I'm um, watching it. I wanted to, uh, I want to do this quick, but I wanted yeah, to follow up on the Dante Wright uh, situation. Uh, there has been multiple shootings of different kinds i think since that incident happened um do you mind if i once you're done that i correct myself from last week's episode yes did you say something that you wanted to correct yeah i did so i wanted to correct my opinion after looking at it some more and i had before the episode last week i only had i say briefly i spent a little bit of you know some time on it yeah but i definitely think that the officer should be charged with manslaughter yeah. And so, you know, I don't think murder or anything like that. I don't think she intended to murder the dude. It's hard to I, prove. I think based off of the video, because she's saying taser, 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 and for whatever reason, grabs her firearms and shoots. seems like accidental manslaughter to me, but let 20, go to trial. 26, Let's see. Yeah. And this is the thing is because you asked last week, like, what was her position or whatever? 26 years on the force. She was a veteran. She was a trainer. 
it's like you don't get to make that kind of i'm sorry like you don't get to make that kind of mistake and if it was a rookie cop i could kind of more so yeah yeah i understand you're still responsible but i kind of more so 26 years though 26 years so the thing i wanted to bring up about the situation is that Mm -hmm. there uh there was a instagram post that was going around that I don't, I'm going to try to pull it up, but it was essentially saying that, uh, or it was trying to kind of like paint a narrative uh, about what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, as George Floyd, or excuse me, as the George Floyd trial continues, Minnesota police have murdered another black child today. His name was Dante Wright. He was en route to get a car wash and got pulled over for air fresheners on his rear mirror. Oh. His body was left on the street uh, for over six hours. Uh, say his name, which is, you know, the VLM v- mantra. Yeah, it's Mo calls it voodoo. I, the more it, it goes on, the more religious, I can. Yeah, religious uh, uh, undertone specifically from the founders and leaders. Yeah, of the uh, BLM Grifton money laundering. Pyramid so screen. there are there. This is the narrative as far as. I, it's it's BLM sort of in hot water with the whole Patrice Colors having four houses thing and maybe more, um, which we might call Brianna Taylor's parent oh, mom yeah. came out and said they haven't done anything for him. So now um, you have Michael Brown and Brianna Taylor. Yeah, guys, BLM's a grift, like a hundred percent. I mean, a lot of people knew it ahead of time, but obviously, when you have like uh, the boomer cons and all these people who are just completely avoiding what's going on and not actually getting to the heart of a lot of this stuff you know i'm going mm-hmm. like oh, they're trying to make comparisons or whatever and it's just like this is why you lose anyway um there are a couple things in here that i wanted to point out if, as far as this narrative David, is concerned just so people understand we think the nra is a grift too but go ahead oh they aren't yeah oh they're a total grift too they don't give a crap about people there's i i haven't done enough research into them to to be able to explain 100% why that's the case, but they're super shady when it comes to the people they endorse, how they endorse them, um, mm-hmm. trying to get the message out there. Pretty sure they're for red flag laws, but I, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing for another time. Um, yeah. A couple things. Uh, Dante Wright was 22, so not a child. All right. Um, and the reason I'm saying all of this is because, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are on the same page that some sort of action needs to be taken against the police officer. Some Mm -hmm. sort of criminal charges need to be brought up because you don't get to be in this position and get away with shooting and killing someone. Mm -hmm. I think we can, we can set a foundation of there's a lot of people that would agree with us on that front, right? There's a lot Mm -hmm. of these things like people will try to make excuses for, for the situation that happened. They're like, Oh, he's trying to get away. The car is a deadly weapon, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you de- like you can't really like you can say those things but he didn't really drive off until after he got shot and so it's one of those things that's like all right uh, but a lot of people agree that this was not a good situation that some sort of criminal charges should be brought up here's the problem and i saw to be fair i saw this at least from like the twitter side of things i saw this coming from conservative we'll just say conservatives from that that side of things as well where people were just like mm-hmm. straight up lying about this guy um daily mail put out a story that seemed like it was completely um false and maybe not even about the same guy there was no evidence backing up the fact that dante wright had some sort of uh criminal past like potentially mm-hmm. violent criminal past um cuz that never went anywhere i you know i checked in on that story a couple times and never saw anything Anyway, 
when you say things like he was a child, he was 22. You're legally an adult in this country. When you turn 18, there are certain things that, you know, even over 21. Yeah. We're, we're here. We are, this is, I'm talking about from the position we're in today. Right. And we can, there's so much nuance to this, but I don't want to really get into that. Right. Um, so they're lying about his age, right? Calling him a child, you're assuming that this he's like a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was getting a car wash. That seemed that's not really a big deal. Um, he got pulled over for air fresheners. That's not the report from multiple sources that I've seen. Um, I had to go to Vox to actually find someone who said that was the case, and they linked to an actual thing that talks about stuff being between you and the the front windshield, and so. Mm-hmm. It's possible that that's a law, and that's like a whole other situation. Like, why is a law in uh, was this Minnesota? Am I right about that? Was it this was yeah. in Minnesota? Yeah, right? it was Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, so why in Minneapolis or Minnesota? Minneapolis, Minnesota people. Yeah, why would there be? Okay, first of all, why is there a law in the books that would allow someone to be pulled over for that? If that's actually the case, right? Right. A lot of people were saying it was because of expired tags, which seems more reasonable. Seems like the possible answer. So you're you're writing. Heard, a, I think I heard suspended tags. Either so way, maybe it's right. He got pulled. He got way. pulled over for his tags. Legitimate reason. Right? Yeah, it was his mother's car. Um, so that there was that, and then there's this whole thing. And the last thing says his body was left on the street for over six hours. As, unless someone can send me a primary source for this, that's a straight up lie. 100% lie. No one's reporting on that. Vox wasn't even reporting on that. I've I've literally looked at multiple sources for that. It's not anywhere. So we're just going to say for the, for the sake of argument that there are three lies in that statement, right? Mm-hmm. This is why no one wants to take the side of the situation because you might be correct in your assessment of what happened, but if you're putting out all of this false information, that's going to deter people like me, I assume people like you, from actually mm-hmm. getting on the side of these people and be like, hey, we've actually found common ground on something. Maybe we yeah. can use this to move forward. And so, exactly. listen, I, the, the, links are, the link's in the show note to that Vox article, and they have a link to the actual law in Minnesota, so you can go read it for yourself. Seems sketchy at best that it's actually saying if you have like a air freshener on your mirror that you can get pulled over by the cops. If that's the case, that's another conversation for another time because that's a stupid law. There's no reason for that. People shouldn't be getting pulled over for air fresheners. That does not affect your driving at all. So no. that's all I got to say. Just want to bring it the, up. I think another problem is, is that what you see with the left and the right and the narratives and the agendas both spin is on the left, they immediately try to make the person a hero, right? Yeah. Uh, and really humanize the person, which I think humanizing is a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Sure. Uh, Hero- heroism but, for something like that, though, it's like kind of weird. It's like what they did with like the nurses during COVID, and they're all dancing yeah. while people are dying, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> where, where they they put out this caricature of who the person is, right? Yeah. You and I don't know the person. They try and do that. Well, then the right, they try to vilify the person. They dehumanize them, mm-hmm. demonize them with putting out, "Oh, here's their," which again, I'm not saying. This isn't important, but what's the contest context of that past to this current situation? Yes, it gets. And so, sorry, go ahead. It's different just being like bringing up these facts and being like, okay, he has this like 
it'd be one thing if he was arrested, if, if they were trying to arrest him for assault and they brought up, oh, he has this uh, history of assaulting, mm-hmm. right? That's context. If he's pulled over for suspended tags and he doesn't, he resists arrest, but he's not blasting the cops, right? Yeah. With his hands or with a weapon or anything like that. Again, I don't think innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. And that's the reason why we have trials. Yeah, that's the thing. And and you and I kind of had this conversation, but it's like in that situation, it's like you and I both plan on carrying. It's like we would want to be like the, you know, first of all, I wouldn't want to get tasered either, but mm-hmm. the situation did not have to be resorted to that. Um, and, and in the moment, that's the only thing that matters. Right. Well, because I think he now, now to be fair, I still stand by the fi- fact of he escalated the situation. The cops did not escalate. From what I've seen, mind you, the cops have not escalated, did not escalate the situations. He, the situation he did. And so that part is on him. What's not on him though, is the cop shooting him. Sure. Well, was, you can make the argument, in- you can make the argument. Well, if he didn't resist, which I know some conservatives have, uh, then he wouldn't have been shot. And I'm like, uh, resisting or not he still shouldn't have been shot in that exactly <laughs> exactly and that's that that's the thing that happens is that it gets dangerously close with a lot of conservatives that they go straight to making an argument that sounds like here's a reason that he should have been shot yeah ex- they're trying to justify why he got shot exactly and it's like uh okay and it's like he was complying until that lady stepped in now i don't know why he freaked out i don't know why that that situation happened that way yeah but all we know was, is is it I watched the video after the podcast last week and I noticed he started to resist before she got involved. Uh and that's why she one of the reasons why she came over there. And then when it she got over there, he was like boom. Yeah. Uh, I, the whole situation is sort of a the I don't want to get too we gotta we gotta keep moving. Yeah. I don't want to get too far yeah, into yeah, yeah, no I, I understand we gotta keep we got a lot to get through. Yeah. Um but if you want to talk about, look at my camera. What is going on with this thing today, dude? Hey, man, pissing, getting that beautiful headshot in there. Pissing me off. Fix. Fix. Okay, whatever. So, uh, speaking of stories that uh, the media doesn't cover correctly, this is one that happened a couple weeks ago, and I want to um, just want to want to bring it up. Do it. Maybe. Sorry, everyone. I know you're fine. No audio. We take a week off and I forget how to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) ...happened last night in Rock Hill, South Carolina, where investigators are still trying to determine what led 33-year-old Philip Adams to this violent end. Eyewitness News anchor Joe Torres has the story. It was a grisly scene at a Rock Hill, South Carolina home. Authorities found six people shot, five dead, including a prominent ER doctor, his wife, and two young children. Um, short clip, but a uh, former NFL player uh, mm-hmm. shot and killed five, I believe. Was it four or five? Five. He five. killed. He killed five people. He killed the the grandparents, the two, these two young uh, grandchildren, and someone else that was on the the property at the time. And someone else got mm-hmm. injured, if I remember correctly. Um, I I, I, and then he killed himself. Yes. 
Joseph, did you really hear about this anywhere? No, I did not. Did you see anyone on social media posting about this? Nope. Okay. Uh, I rest my case. I rest my case. That's all I got. Yep. No, that's fine. That's all you need to do because just like this one, the guy who attacked uh, the Capitol Police in D.C., he fell Barely. off the map. He fell off the map. The, um, the guy we talked about a couple weeks ago that was killed by those two teenagers in Washington, D.C., um, that oh, felt that yeah. fell off the map, dude. I'm telling you, it's like it, and people really they were if you never take anything else away from what we're doing, if it does not fit the narrative, the news is not going to cover it. And it, yep. they might it might be in passing. Right. But they're not going to give it the attention that they uh, gave the Trump administration. They're not going to give it the attention that they give mass shootings like the the Asian, uh, the Atlanta, the Atlanta shooting in particular, because even the one that happened in right. Colorado the next week, not nearly as much coverage. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. it didn't fit the profile. Nope. Um, so yeah. that's ridiculous, man. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. We got, I got. I, I think this is going to be a clip-heavy uh, section. No, I'm fine with that. All right, we're kind of. I guess technically, we're sort of moving into COVID territory. Um, just as a reminder for everyone out there, if you do go check out uh, our other platforms, we post everything on YouTube and a bunch of these other places. We forgot to mention it at the top, which is cool. We'll get uh, it. Oh, yeah. We'll get it eventually. <laughs> um, but. I literally am not going to put the word COVID in any more of our videos because the one we did on um, Grace Life got destroyed by the algorithm. Like oh, we, dude, what yeah, they do to it? I, I, it's gotten like four views. Oh yeah, and we yeah. average thirty ish, give or take, depending on the video. Which I mean, we're a small channel like or whatever. That one. Yeah, no, they're just like nope. <laughs> Church and COVID, Shadow get this band. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Secret strike. Oh, All right, man. so uh, we're one of the things I think we're going to kind of talk about. I'm trying to think of the best way to uh, explain sort of the direction we're going with COVID today. Uh, a lot of this is just weird, authoritarian, potentially Orwellian stuff that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And the one we're starting with was this uh, Saint Vincent volcano. Uh, that erupted a couple weeks ago at this point, um, and then one of the stories that came out of that. So, On the Caribbean island of St. Vincent, where they've had a second volcanic eruption, thousands of people evacuated from the area, and cruise ships are now responding to the calls for help. ABC's Julia McFarland has this story. Overnight, dramatic images from the island of St. Vincent. The Caribbean nation's disaster management agency confirming a second explosive eruption. The long dormant volcano awakening, blasting giant clouds of ash into the sky. Officials saying plumes are rising above 25,000 feet. Homes covered in ash as thousands of people... Okay, here's the second part. After the first volcanic eruption there in more than 40 years, the volcano sent a thick cloud of smoke 20,000 feet into the sky, spewing ash for miles. Cruise ships are evacuating people from the island, but only those vaccinated against COVID. How convenient. Hey, David, question. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I sincerely mean this. I'm not asking it sarcastically. (laughs) Okay. What's the racial makeup of uh, 
Where is that? St. Vincent? St. Vincent. It's Bahamas. black. Yeah. Okay. So that means, you know, it's the Bahamas. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, now, Catch my drift. Yeah. So starting here with all of this stuff, the reason I wanted to bring this up uh, in particular is, you know, there were a lot of people who, oh, shoot. Uh, there were a lot of people who were um, arguing that, like, oh, there were other ways off the island. And my argument was like, you're missing the point. Right? I think, um, what's just it? Like with the, what we were just talking about with Dante Wright, with them saying, well, he was resisting arrest. Exactly. You're missing the point. Missing the point. It's, it's that slow descent into... Um, these kind of COVID restrictions, these vaccine restrictions. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, sorry. We understand that this volcano is erupting on your Island and people need to evacuate. But do you have your vaccine? Have you gotten vaccinated? No. Good luck. Goodbye. See you later. It's like that, man, you want to talk about something that, uh, as someone who, who thinks like volunteerism and, and these things that, like people like kind of giving of themselves to to help others. This is like mm-hmm. the most anti thing that ever. Yep. Um, the government's supposed to help people. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Holy crap, dude! Is that the argument those on the left make? Yeah. You know, and so uh, it kind of reminds me of this. The what they're doing, this slow fade that you're mentioning, reminds me of when YouTube changed. Wasn't they changed their colors of uh, their logo? And people, for whatever reason, because they have no nothing better else to do, uh, got an uproar about it. And so YouTube reverted back to the original colors. Uh-huh. And then, because, uh, you know, there's like a million shades of white and <laughs> a million shades of red. Cream. And they, they, they slow eggshell. Uh, <laughs> they uh, slowly and surely over time, very incrementally, ch- were, was changing the color. Yep. To eventually people didn't notice. Yeah. I can't remember the term for that, um, but this is what's going I, on here. Yeah. What they're trying to do at least, right? One of, yeah. One of the other examples is the way that you boil frogs. You oh, don't, yep. you don't ramp up the temperature. You do it slowly. Um, and then you get that's called, you get it called a conspiracy because that's what they do is that, and, and this is pretty common among governments is that they slowly change things. People like, and I mean, I gotta say it. Uh, people like Alex Jones call this stuff. I mean, he's at the time he was definitely making like mid court shots. You know what I mean? Like he's like he he's like uh, they're gonna put they're gonna put chips in your arm, right? And then all of a sudden it's just like they're turning uh, the frogs. Yeah, which that one has yet to be uh, right, right, right. Um, so he's made all of these like wild predictions over the years, and then slowly everyone's going, wait, this was re- this was real. Didn't Alex Jones like? say this was a thing like five years ago and everyone's going what is happening um but you're right they're this is exactly what they're doing and when you when you call people conspiracy theorists generally people look at that and they go oh i don't want to be labeled that in the same way Mm -hmm. like racism has kind of lost its real term it's the same way with conspiracy theory um you know being skeptical is now being a conspiracy theorist right anti whatever right there's this this uh religious um uh, connotation behind a lot of the the denier thing, where they go, "Oh, you're just a vaccine denier, or you're a climate denier, or whatever." It's, it's a like, psychop. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely exactly is. is. Yeah, psychop. And it's what and, and, it's what churches. Right. It's like what religion does. 
you, oh, you you deny this thing? And it's just like, whoa. Whoa it's now. easy to dismiss people. It's like Dave Chappelle said. Yeah, Dave's just, and, and I agree with him. It's easy to dismiss people as crazy, or to dismiss them as conspiracy theorists, or to dismiss them as anti-vaxxers. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it dehumanizes them. It demonizes them. It, it, it makes them less than human. Right? So you can become indifferent to them. So then you can uh, project onto them mm-hmm. like your own insecurities and your own struggles and so uh rather than trying to have a rational understanding of where the person's coming from and then try to have a rational debate yep that's what happens yep so people freak out because it's a religion to them right i mean we've seen that with covid Mm -hmm. we've seen it with climate stuff um where people go all right we'll explain this or like hey remember when al gore said this was a situation and by now we were supposed to basically be underwater and we're not and then everyone goes, well, it's different now. They figured other things out. And it's like, all right, I mean, we can have this conversation in 10 years when we're all still doing the thing. Or when you ask, if all these institutions are saying in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we're going to be underwater, underwater. or the climate's going to change like this, why are those same institutions right. investing in beachfront properties? Yes. Not denial, skepticism. Exactly. There's a difference. And it's unfortunate yep. that people don't want to have those conversations because it messes with your worldview. And the same way, like when, and this happens in church all the time. I mean, you and I both know this where it's like someone will say something that completely goes against uh, a like potentially fundamental belief of someone else and they like freak Mm -hmm. out and they don't know how to handle the situation. It's the exact same thing that you're saying. There's literally Mm, no difference. That's a a good observation. That's exactly what's going on. Speaking of, and uh, this is kind of a a multi-part thing. Um, Speaking of church, <laughs> the pastor. Um, so uh, Johnson and Johnson had their vaccine uh, taken off the market. I guess uh, is I the for, best I, way to. I overlooked that clip, and I was going ahead to the next one. My uh, bad. No, no, You'll it's catch okay. that reference. In the next yeah, yeah, one. yeah. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, and it, and it, yeah. it references in one of these clips. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to your uh, your health pastor. Uh, in a couple minutes, but uh, there, uh, there's kind of a report on it, and I want to kind of run through this because I want people to see sort of a really biased, like mainstream media take. I mean, we we bring them up a lot, but I this this particular clip, which leads into more information about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and uh, the recall, mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of like stunning how non-reporting it is like how non-journalistic this stuff really is so uh i need to share this with you no problem you get pulled up i'll let people hear my tone deafness oh yeah oh yeah all right ready (laughs) yeah i'm ready oh frick (laughs) did he say health frick (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, you said oh frick i said oh frick <laughs> that was just good timing with his lips and everything <laughs> go ahead we turn next year to the coronavirus in the u.s tonight the ceo of pfizer now suggesting americans will need a third shot of booster shot within a year of being vaccinated oh did i not get that other part anyway he goes on to talk about fauci and um, I guess I left that part out and, and Fauci got into this like thing about 500 people being or 500,000 people in America being dead uh, from COVID. And he kind of like says it straight up as fact, even though there's plenty of information saying that those numbers were wildly uh, miscalculated because of the amount of money that was coming in. So people were getting the hospitals were getting money for 
uh, counting people as COVID you deaths. That's that was happening. Oh my God! <laughs> Who knew? All right, here's the next part. The CEO of Pfizer saying Americans will likely need a booster, a third shot within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated, and that it's possible they will need to get vaccinated every year. This after a CDC advisory panel extended a pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to investigate rare blood clots in six women. The fallout swift. Some vaccination sites already seeing a dip in demand. It's pretty unfortunate because there's so much uh, fear about the vaccines already. Many of the 7,000 locations that were only offering Johnson & Johnson now scrambling to make other vaccines available. But the extended pause getting pushback from some health experts worried about vaccine confidence. If it comes to be that there are people who don't get a vaccine because they were only going to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, or don't get vaccine, COVID vaccines in general, then we've done harm. Then we haven't exercised caution. Then in the name of caution, we've actually put people uh, in, in a riskier situation. Okay, so uh, a couple things in there. Was there anything that stood out to you in particular before I kind of... Oh, yeah. So what stood out to me is that they said the uh, adverse reactions in six women. Did they say six women died or just had adverse reactions? Uh, adverse blood clots. They're calling it a rare blood, blood clot. Right? And they're saying, OK, here, here's the thing. And, and I'll let you get back to your point. Six blood clots, rare blood clots, right? Six women. They take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine off the market completely. Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely no sense, considering that... Um, thousands maybe millions but i know thousands of doses have been administered mm -hmm. thousands upon thousands right i don't know the exact number so i don't want to say but uh crap ton um and so yeah that seems very purposeful and johnson and johnson just to let people know was the only vaccine available that was not uh mrna well, yeah. I think it was the last one that was available that was not mRNA. I think the Oxford and what was the Oxford and whatever vaccine, mm -hmm. I believe, was also a standard issue vaccine, not the mRNA, which is a new type of vaccine, which is Pfizer and Moderna. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, it, if, if that's the case, if that's what they, where they, where they want to go, they need to take birth control off the market. Blood cuts happen in women way more with that than this than the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and then some other stuff, right? Yeah, something's going on. Also, also, random side note: birth control should be available over the counter for women. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, I digress. You're such a good that. feminist. Uh, that's not yep. the focus here. You're such it, a good feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. You're you're welcome. Thank you for doing this the work. Is so stupid that you have to go to. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm an ally. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, um, okay. So got careful here. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that obviously it's purposeful to help out Pfizer and Moderna for a reason. This isn't happening just by coincidence. Biden didn't just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Biden probably didn't think of it, but, uh, <laughs> but this is purposeful by him. Six cases is definitely risky. And again, Come, if there was the vaccine I was going to take, it's funny because it would have been the Johnson Johnson one, not the Pfizer or Moderna. But yeah. anyway, so there's something going on. It's either significantly more cases than they're letting on or yep. this is some sort of like Pfizer because this this felt um, 
kind of like a Pfizer ad. I don't know if you noticed that. They, they yeah. Pfizer said this and Pfizer said that, and this is what's going Pfizer, on. Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. Exactly. And and for those of you that know, don't know, a native ad is generally something that is disguised. It's it's information disguised as an ad. So they'll talk about all these things and how great like Pfizer is or Pfizer is doing all these great things. Not so much with Johnson and Johnson. You should definitely get the yep. Pfizer one instead. The other thing that was interesting in that report is they said that the number of people who wanted COVID vaccines is going down. The interest in getting it is going down. They're seeing yep. a drop off, which was a weird thing to just kind of throw in there. They're like, oh, they're getting rid of this thing. Numbers are dropping off for people who want it. And you're just like, okay. The guy also looked constipated too. Yeah. That was given it. He's he, he, very odd posturing it and stuff, but it definitely seemed uh, like Pfizer propaganda and advertisement. Yeah. So what else is new though? Speaking of douchebags. Speaking um, of. Oh, geez. Something just fell in my desk. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's no big deal. Okay. Um, and I don't just mean Fauci in this situation. I kind of think both of these guys are acting like total turds. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and play this. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe. There we go. Well, in your written statement, you say now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone, on, please? When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high. Threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What? I mean, we've we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms? Back? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low, that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does when does no. when do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's I look obvious. At this as a public health thing. But, but, uh, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. Okay, so that's Jim Jordan. He's a congressman from Oklahoma. Oklahoma? I think you're right. I think so. So he's obviously grandstanding. I mean, we. <laughs> I, I, because the thing is, like, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with Congressman Jordan, Mr. Jordan, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not an effective. I, I think that Rand Paul did a much more effective job uh, in that situation because now Jordan's trying to get his piece of the action, right? That's essentially what mm -hmm. he's doing. And Fauci just does not know how to handle these situations. Um, and he says, he said exactly what he's always been thinking. He's like, this isn't about liberty. You know, and he, he doesn't address the, the constitutional aspect of all of this, any right. anything like that. And it's like as someone who is he's from what I've heard, the highest paid uh, government employee 
Um, I think he makes close to like half a million dollars a year. Good money. Right? And, you know, if Jim had been a little more... Um, controlled? Measured. Controlled, measured, sure. Um, you know, because obviously he was doing that because everyone's trying to be Trump now. And everybody yeah. kind of fails at it. Like all these... Because uh, these... they're not Trump. Exactly. It's like, That's oh, what I like boy. about Ron DeSantis is because... Ron DeSantis is more of an astute version of Trump mm. in the sense that he reads. <laughs> yeah. He, he, well, he understands complex things and he can break them down. So he's an sure. intelligent individual. Uh, secondly, he calls people out, mm -hmm. but he doesn't do it in the same way that Trump does it. He does it in a, a stern way. Like, no, you're lying. Like just straight up to your face. But he's doing it more respectfully, if that makes sure. sense. He's not necessarily out picking every fight that comes along, right? He's very right. he. At, okay, I'll say this: he seemingly cares about Florida. That that seems to be the case. Um, oh, Bell, are you okay? I'm sorry. You're good. I'm sorry. My do I thought she was having a seizure or something. She was just sitting there, like vibrating on the floor. She was just scratching her nose. I didn't realize that, <laughs> but she was literally. I've never seen her do that. I'm sorry. She You're was good. sitting there just vibrating on the floor, her entire body, and it looked like she was just spazzing out, twitching. <laughs> um. Anyway, but so yeah. I mean, this is this is it, it's kind of exhausting seeing this sort of stuff, but it it does kind of prove useful in the sense that Fauci is saying the quiet things out loud. It does. So again, so, I, Fauci is brilliant, right? He's smart when responding to Jim Jordan. You see, he doesn't get as aggravated with him as he did with Rand Paul. Yeah, but it's and still there because yeah, he's aggravated. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but because he's he's winning the uh, what's it called the optics uh, yeah. battle. Because yeah. you see, Jim, even though Jim is controlled, I mean, he's passionate, right? on that on that side but it's he's not uh extreme with it he's looking for and, he's looking for those like isos you know what i mean where mm -hmm. he's like this isn't he's like um he's like i don't care like what if Fauci say he's like i don't really care about liberties like this isn't a liberty issue and he goes well that's obvious or whatever it's like he's just trying to right to kind of get his point out there but yeah yeah so but Fauci does a good job of remaining composed because then see, people see someone who's composed and naturally you think okay this person is being more reasonable and logical or this or that people naturally tend to do that. Yeah. And then secondly, he does a good transition and and I don't, did he say, I mean, you can play the clip again if you want, but did he say, did Fauci say that uh, this isn't about Liberty or did he say, I see this more as a public health crisis than a Liberty issue. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think when Jim Jordan said, that's obvious. And that's a, a a purposeful way to word yeah. it, right? Like he's yeah. Doing that very, and that's a, a credit. He's a smart guy. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's the smartest guy, right? But you don't want to discredit someone. No. Uh, he didn't get to this, his idiot. position of no. being an idiot. He's, he's not a moron. He definitely knows how to play the, the game. He knows how mm -hmm. to, to kind of, if I may, weasel his way into these situations. <clears throat> uh, but he clearly doesn't actually care about people's freedoms he doesn't care no, he doesn't. about uh people's liberty like he he and and i think this is something uh Rand paul and jim jordan have both both asked him now he's like so what's the measure right and then his his only thing is as many vaccinated people as possible and you're like dude and getting the infection right now yeah and it's like okay but 
And if I was Jim, I would have been like, okay, well, it used to be about getting the death rate now. It's like, so it has the death rate fallen. And it's like, well, you know, yes, it has. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that people aren't dying like they were last year, uh, mostly mm-hmm. because people understand this thing and they're not shoving ventilators down their throats and doing all this stuff that in hindsight seemed really dumb and uh, panicky. Right. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Bill Maher even, even talked about how it's like, one to five percent of people who catch covid actually need to go to the hospital like that's the actual statistical number but people who generally lean left think it's in like the 50 percent if not more than that um you well, can go, goes you back can go to find that it goes back to that study and how well the psych op from the mainstream media has done so a study was released uh i can't remember the name of the study and who did it but they asked liberals, independents, so they asked Democrats, independents, and, and Republicans uh, how many unarmed black men were killed every year. And the uh, Democrats, uh, like 57% or more, I want to say, I think maybe even 76%. I think, yeah, 70, 76% thought um, it was between 1,000 and 10,000. Uh, with the independents, it was lower than that, like 36 seven percent maybe higher and then with the republicans it was still pretty high it was like 17 to 20 something percent thought between a thousand and ten thousand when the actual numbers from that from that previous year or that year was 14 yeah and so it just shows uh how effective it was mm-hmm. well i mean and the all- same thing here is that you i think we mentioned it last week like the more you repeat something and have you know uh, it playing over and over again with these different facts and everything mm-hmm. that this is to try and support the claim, right? And the, even if you disagree with it and you know it's false, it starts seeping in there and it starts embedding yep. and becomes more acceptable to your brain. Yep. So, yep. in your mind, it's true. Uh, yeah. And because, okay, so between the lockdowns and, you know, all of these government officials not wanting you to be around other people, it's really hard to live your life and actually have a clear understanding of what's going on in different communities, mm-hmm. right? Like if you don't travel, if you don't see uh, the country and you don't see the world, you really don't understand how big the U.S. is and you don't understand um, just how different it is from, you know, somewhere like Chicago or New York um, mm-hmm. into like Texas or um, Iowa or one of these like you know, Midwestern states or any, you know, any of that, even over to like the West coast, everybody kind of has this different way of living and the government in general has always, you know, especially within this last year, they're trying to do this one size fits all thing. Right. Um, And it goes back to that study. It's not possible. Yeah. And then like when you have um, Fauci, whose wife is on the board at Moderna, if she's not the president, I can't quite remember what her exact role is. So they had, both of them have some sort of stake in Moderna doing well. Um, mm-hmm. with this uh, with this vaccine. You mm-hmm. have all of these studies that are coming directly from Pfizer, the people who want you to get this because they're getting government money. They're getting your taxpayer dollars um, for this stuff to go through. It's just one of those things that it's like, and it's weird because you'll have people go, well, you're just an anti-vaxxer or whatever. And it's like, are you listening to what I'm saying? I was like, I don't care what you do. It was like, what I'm saying is, is it's weird that you think that a study coming directly from the pharmaceutical company is evidence to your point. Right. Right. It's like, if exactly. it's if, like internal affairs investigations from police departments. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked. The police officer was found innocent. Exactly. By the police, 
station <laughs> by the state essentially right there's it's, definitely no bias there yeah it's so stupid dude and you're just like come on now and then like you try to bring that up and and this is the thing again we're not actually having conversations necessarily with people outside of social media and so everything gets put into little quotes and like mm-hmm. all the stuff and it, it's yeah and again it dehumanizes people yeah uh, people immediately go to, you're an idiot, without actually kind of trying to dig into things. Um, it's really easy not to respond to someone on social media, too. So um, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, all right. So that's kind of the state of the U.S., I think, as far mm-hmm. as COVID is concerned. That's kind of a good uh, uh, a good point. And then um, we're going first over across the pond um, to see how things are being handled over there with COVID. Dude, I'm going to do this every single time. Sound is on. Any of this, any of this, right? You are going to court for criminal damage and everything. We have kept the men. Let them do it. Do it. And I'll tell you now. No. You're supposed to be here to protect us. Protect us. You're here to protect us. You are here to protect us. Are you standing on the oath? Are you standing on the oath? His name's not Where's Martin. Martin. Where's Martin? Where's Martin? Martin? He's like, Step out of the No, no. Step out of the badge now. I want your badge. Are you okay? Where's your warrant? Where's your warrant? Hold on. Martin, you're under arrest for a breach of COVID no. regulations. You failed Martin. to quarantine in a designated hotel no. when instructed to do so. No. You do not have to say anything that may harm your defense if you do not mention something which you later rely on. Okay, so uh, for those of you that are just listening to that, that was an incident in the UK okay. where um, a man didn't comply, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't comply with the uh, designated area uh, like I guess he was supposed to stay at a hotel or something like that. I tried looking up some more information about it. That video is about all that's out there uh, for one reason or another. And it's not surprising because just like Canada, which we'll be heading to in a second, all of the media in the UK is essentially state run. This is something that's been known forever. V for Vendetta has talked about, like if you go back and watch that, like it's all state run, you know? Um, now maybe, okay, so maybe not all, but I think a majority of it, the major channel channels are all state run. Um, so you're not going to find a lot of people who are going to be reporting on uh, the police breaking down someone's door, like busting it down. You can hear it in the clip. They're, they bust through that door. Um, that lady is literally like, you you know, and she obviously has kind of this misunderstanding <laughs> of the way of, of like the overreach of the government because she's like, you're supposed to be protecting us. And you go, yeah, oh, right. you're like, ma'am, if you only knew. It's like that should change. So that video I think UK is is in some major trouble if people don't see that video and go, no, something's got to yep. change. I, I'm hoping that's what that this will spark, right? That's what you hope for mm. is that will spark change, spark people. I mean, I mean, it has people have been protesting the lockdown rules and everything. And so uh, I just can't imagine being a police officer and. Again, this is what we go back to. You know, I want so bad for us to find a clip like this in America, cops doing this, and then telling the cons- when the when the person resists, telling the conservatives, "Hey, just comply." Yeah, 
Yeah, that's dude. That's not a bad point because that that's always Stop the argument, right? Arrest. Oh, if you fight it in court, do this. Like it's essentially it's it's the it's the conservative sort of like status mentality of be of saying. Uh, let let the laws and the government handle it and it's like what people need to understand and and it and it can be kind of nuanced to a sense especially where we mm-hmm. are it's like we need to like work towards getting rid of a lot of this terrible stuff and then we can start talking right. about getting rid of some of the other things right mm-hmm. um it's never going to happen on a massive scale um you know it's not as if someone's going to get an office and just be like nope it's all gone every little bit of it is gone it's got to be a process of abolishment over time but you got a great point. It's like, hey, uh, it, it's it's on the books. You you need to uh, you need to comply in this situation, right? And they're going, no, 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 no. It's like, well, these other people didn't comply in this situation. You said, well, that if they had just listened to the law, if he had just done what he was told in that situation, it wouldn't have worked out that way. And that's exactly how you end up in camps. To I'm, put it lightly, all this. Uh this meme to where if George Washington was here, he would have already been stacking bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. And that's the thing is like, dude, they, they went to war over some tea. I mean, if you really yep. like some taxes and some tea and, uh, yep. not you know, saying that was right, but people, people have been locked in their homes. You know, the government's not doing anything about this, no matter uh, what side of this thing that you're on. There's been this fear campaign that's been going on where people, I, man, I, it, it's that fear cr- campaign is real. Yeah, I've seen, sides. dude. I've I've been listening to a couple interviews recently of some people that at one point were very hardcore conservatives, um, and some of them are like, I kind of think decentralization. Um, and that word that starts with an S that nobody wants to talk about because my racism. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of these people, you know who Lauren Chen is? Yes. She, big, she used to be big conservative and she still holds some conservative values, but she was talking to Michael Malice and that decentralization issue, they were on the exact same page with it. And I was like, I never thought that would be the case. And she gets it because she's in Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no. It's like, this is not the kind of power. Like, I, I think that and you that's, mentioned the S word. What S word? I wasn't I secession. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like there's. It's like I said before. There's no reason that the people in New York should be able to say what, um, you know, people North living Dakota in Texas. Does, yeah, or, or, yeah, North Carolina, Carolina or North Texas Carolina. or Washington. There's people in North Georgia. Carolina that I don't want them having any, any control over, <laughs> like yeah. any sort of say in what I can do in specific circumstances. So, it's. Uh, it's nuts, man. Uh, I right. don't. I don't know a better way to put it. So, uh, let me go ahead and get into this next one. This is uh, we're we're now going to Canada. You know, it, it's kind of our. Uh, I think one of our main um, most uh, some good content comes from there. Yeah, yeah, we get a, content. Unfortunate, but, content. but we do get a lot of content from them. You're absolutely right. Strictest measures in all of North America, and the difficult truth is every public health measure we have left comes with a massive cost to people and their lives. But we have never shied away from doing what's necessary. We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first 
provide their purpose for not being at home, and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. And our inspectors will also be ensuring that those who absolutely must come to work are strictly following the public health measures. For our employers and employees, take note, this is your last warning. I'm wondering about these new police powers to just randomly stop someone walking down the street or to pull over a car. What happens if, uh, if a person refuses to answer the police questions? So by issuing these new additional enforcement measures, it allows police officers to ask the person why they are not at their place of residence and what their place of residence is. And specifically to your question, um, if you are not willing to comply, then you are breaking the law. Uh, if and someone sees um, uh, their neighbors uh, breaking these, these new regulations um, and, and having a party in their yard, that sort of thing, should, should people call police on their neighbors? In terms of people calling um, to snitch, to inform, um, Look, we all have a personal responsibility. If it means saving lives, then I think we have to think about what your social responsibilities are as an individual to make sure that you don't empower other people and invite a whole bunch of individuals to your home. That lady straight up said, you have a responsibility to snitch on people. She does that. She must have never heard snitches get stitches <laughs> she and she says snitch she knows exactly what it is right i yep. mean that and again it's like we've been saying like they're starting to say the quiet stuff out loud out loud um truth wants to come out so and it comes out accidentally at first and then it starts to come out uh what it is straight in your face i you made a really good point by uh mentioning the the kind of you know if this comes to your door conservatives are you just going to comply right because that's what they're right. saying they're like comply you're breaking the law if you don't comply, right? If you refuse to answer the officer's question, essentially they're going to send you to jail. Like, I mean, I right. think that's pretty much what they're getting at. Um, you know, I'm, I'm adding a little bit to it, but I think that's really what's going on. Um, but here's here's the thing, right? And maybe you can, you know, you know, we've been asking each other questions or whatever. So, right. Uh, do who who has been? We have these two situations. Who has been the um, the biggest proponent of no knock warrants since last year? Of no knock warrants, as a conservatives. Group. Conservatives have. You think so? The whole uh, Breonna uh, Taylor as a situation. Fan of them, like wanting them. Uh, wanting no knock. Not wanting. Yeah. Them? Who's been the biggest like not non advocate like fighting like, against, like them? against them? Yeah. Oh, the left. Yeah. Um, right. What happened in uh, that first that first uh, clip in the UK? No, not warrant. That was a hundred percent because she goes, "Where's your warrant? Where's your warrant?" And they're they're basically like, "Shut up, we're arresting your son." So, the second clip is basically uh, turning Canada into, or excuse me, this was specifically in Ontario. You know, if we're right. gonna if we're gonna be accurate about the situation, um, turning it into a police state, right? Right. And do you remember how everyone was pissing all over Bloomberg? Because under his administration, um, they were ran it was like stop and search, right? Right. Isn't this the same thing? Exactly that. Right. I mean, it's not like Without they're stopping calls, mm -hmm. nothing. Just police getting in your business and making. This is what it's doing. You want me to tell you what it's doing? Yes. I'll tell you this right now. It's the same thing with why I'm against uh, gun restrictions and gun control. 
and it makes criminals out of ordinary law-abiding. Let me just say it like this: by from law-abiding citizens. Yeah, that's what it does, and this is what this law is designed to do: make criminals out of law-abiding crim. Make yeah, make criminals out of law-abiding citizens in mm -hmm. Ontario. And the other thing is this too: is that the reason why the police are following? You know, people will think, well, this won't happen in America, and. <laughs> we're slowly drifting that way from the psychop of to where they de what we've been talking about dehumanizing people dehumanizing this group to where it makes it more socially acceptable it's the same thing that happened in nazi germany yep. these other places dehumanize them to where the cops feel empowered to do this stuff because it's for the good and hey man it can happen again people are evil people are power hungry they you are. know they get off on it i mean it just this is the thing that confuses me with the left. It's like, we want to defund the cops. We don't trust the cops. And in a sense, they're saying we don't trust the government yet. They support the government and they don't want, but they're also pro gun restrictions. So you want to defund the police. Yeah. You also don't want to have the ability to defend yourself when they act in a bad way. Can I tell you what I think it might be? If What's I was that? if I was gonna be sort of like move into sort of that conspiracy theory suggestion, yeah, that they want um, it to be military force, defund the mm -hmm. police, yep, military moves in and mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. That yep. would be that would be now what you I would have tell no you. way to. That's a good point because now you have no way to actively uh, seek out through the judicial system. Um, Yep. any type of wrongdoing. Yep. Uh, it's either that or they want to privatize it to where you have even less control. Because if I make a complaint at McDonald's or Walmart or Amazon or whatnot, you think they give a crap? No. No. I well, care. I mean, if privatization was done in the in the correct manner, like in a it, just a you know, put my, I mean, a more of a RoboCop type. Of oh, that would be yeah, 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 corporate. Yeah, yeah the corporatization. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's a different thing than um, you know a group of people who. You know, essentially, they're they're private police, or they're um, for a community, right. and they're held to the for same standards as you as I, you and I. You yep. know, they don't they don't have any of the uh, what's the what's the thing that protects cops like qualified immunity. qualified immunity um, or any of the other stuff that you know. It's like they essentially aren't getting uh, taxpayer dollars to defend the potential murder of innocent people, or um, you know, doing any of the stuff that does happen. Um, they're completely right. protected by the state. It's why with like the George Floyd case or a lot of these other things where people feel as if justice needs to be served, it usually isn't because they're asking the state to essentially um, vilify itself right. in those situations. And they're not going to do it. They won't. Nope. They might throw someone under the bus occasionally. They do it all the time. Um, but they're never going to be at a place where they will take the blame for a situation and actually fix a problem. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why we get stuck in that cycle. Yeah, but there's this is this is getting weird, man. Um, it you, really is. You can see terrifying. Really, man. I think the reason why I was telling you this past week, I'm so kind of just tired and overwhelmed with politics and, and talking about it, is because I just see the writing on the wall. And I was gonna talk about this in, in what in the previous clip, but like from a Christian standpoint, because that's what I am first. I'm a Christian first before I'm a libertarian or yeah. before I'm anything else, right? American, all that stuff is I'm a Christian. And so from a Christian standpoint, I come from a biblically, like what would biblically mind you, 
Jesus want me to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. What at what point at what point is it self defense versus you know har- not complying with some uh, a law that I disagree with and harming someone yeah. in a sinful way? Yeah, and so that's that's the part of the line. Yeah. that well it was you know it's kind of like we talked about last week i think that kind of went out with all the covid restrictions because that's that's the question you have to ask is like are are they doing it for public health or is there something else going on right and i think at this point it's clear something else is going on it's going on because even a, there's a hidden hidden agenda evil motive and agenda yeah. behind it and you have uh you know, someone like Jim Jordan, no matter his reasoning behind why he's asking the question, but I can't remember if it was in that clip we played, but he asks Fauci, he's like, do you, um, do you understand that like churches aren't meeting? Like you have completely um, disrupted freedom of assembly, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, all these things, right? And uh, that's where the conversation has to be had. Like what, like you asked, I think you asked me last week, is like, what's the highest authority in the United States, Right. And, right. you know, when when do you stop complying? Yep. You know, it's like because if uh, like before and I, I guess we, we may end up talking about some of this church stuff next week. I think that's kind of the plan. But uh, what at what point do churches stop complying? At what point do yeah. you go? They the I mean, does the government ever have your best interest at heart? No. Uh, you know, the Romans threw Christians to lions. The government does not have your best interest at heart, yeah. no matter what they say. All right. Um, exactly. Throughout history, you can see the persecution of Christians, and it's usually coming from the state, right? Yep. It's usually enacted by people who hate them, but the state is the one carrying out um, these things or or allowing right. these things to happen um, to different groups of people, uh, including yeah, Christians. It's kind of crazy because you go from, you know, us being a part of secret church and it's Christians meeting together, <laughs> you know, it's spurred from Christians meeting together in these countries that are persecuted uh, in secret for it's against the law for them to meet yeah and then churches very openly stop meeting when the yeah which i mean again i'm not sitting here saying at first right at first i understand okay i can see the reasoning behind okay for the uh until we have more information for these next few days so we can save lives we don't have enough information about this new virus and we don't want to even want to die we're going to do this right i can get that sure but then once it became clear and they continued it that's the point well, where I'm like, I, I even after even after the with the stuff really started breaking off, no agenda was the thing that kept making me go, guys, this is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's like they're they are Same. they're misleading you, right? And then like yeah. finding Eric July and Eric July being like, yeah, uh, you didn't realize that when the government takes power, they don't give it back, and it's like that was the thing that kind of like snapped me back into reality. It was like, of course. Right. It's like, you know, I think I had, excuse me, I had been kind of lackadaisical about a lot of the stuff happening in the country because, you know, I, and I think this happens with a lot of, a lot of people and this happens in churches where they, they just kind of go, oh, well, God's taking care of it. Right. And so they just sort of don't do anything ever. And it's like, it's this, but you, yes, unbiblical idea of faith, right? It's yes, God's taking care of it, but faith does what it responds in action to yes. your trusting God. Yeah, action has to be taken. It's yeah. it's why it's always bothered me when like churches are very sort of like insular and they mm-hmm. they don't ever uh you know, it's like, "Oh, well we we reach out to the community. It's like, all right, well you like plant flowers and mulch places or whatever." It's like, "But what are you really doing to like spread the gospel, right?" Right. Um and then, you know, a lot of the times it's like, "Well, the pastors do that." And it's like, "But you're not training your people to go and be a part of that, right?" To go um, and be the church. No, this is yeah. the, so 
uh, and we don't have to get bogged down into it, but just to briefly mention it, uh, it goes back to the the actual what I'm preaching on this Wednesday at youth is well, you and I are the church. The where we gather is just a building. It is, but the the gathering, the people are the church. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, Do you're you? exactly right. <laughs> Their people are so focused on inviting people to the building instead of going out and being the church and bringing the church to people mm -hmm. and being the church to them, bringing it, bringing the kingdom of Christ and sharing the gospel and living it out and being there and, and, and investing in people's lives. And that's because that takes work. And dude, the biggest thing for me is having a lot of conversations, uh, either with people at work or people that I know that aren't believers. Like I'm a lot more honest, I think than I used to be. I, I think I used to sort of hold back a little bit, um, about, I don't want to say the negative about some of the, the issues that arise in church mm -hmm. with people who aren't believers. Because you're willing to be self-aware of the, the problems that you have also seen. Yes. And if you haven't seen them, to, uh, to understand the perspective. Because here's the, here's the thing. Them. Yeah, here's the thing that people need to know, right? It's like, and this is what I've always hated about the way the, the church works, and then we'll move on. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, go um, ahead. They, they, they give people like a package, right? They're presenting, this is essentially what's happening, is they're presenting people with a package, right? They're saying, here are all the great things about Jesus. Here are all the great things about Christianity, right? Um, and then they go and everyone sees the, gets these images in their head and this idea of what it's like to be a Christian. Right. But then the thing they don't ever talk about is like Paul being crucified upside down, uh, Christians being yeah. boiled alive, Christians being flayed. Uh, I yep. mean, I could keep going if, I mean like the persecution of Christians yeah. across you, the world, I think even today. Paul, so Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified upside, upside down. down. Did, I, did I get that wrong? Yeah, no, you're good. And then I uh, think, uh, kind of tradition holds Matthew or Thomas. I think it was Matthew was skinned alive in Ethiopia. Thomas was no. Yeah. And Thomas was speared to death in India. Um, James was beheaded. Uh, who, the, Roman uh, guard that, the Roman guard that took him to be beheaded uh, got converted by James while James was on the way to be beheaded. And the Roman guard was beheaded with James. Um, so it's not, and, it, it's and, and John was exiled to Patmos uh, to, to he's like be the, by himself. Yeah. And, and the, he's the one who survived and he got exiled, right? And so there's this this thing that, that I wonder The early about. church was fed the lions. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like people were getting, and, this, so and everyone goes, everyone goes like justice, right? There, this is the thing that, that blows my mind sometimes is like, you're gonna get persecuted. Yep. But and it comes around and they go, I, I'm not comfortable being persecuted. That's the way that sometimes I, I, I get, and it's not that I don't disagree with the fact that it's like, yeah, people probably shouldn't be killing innocent people. It's like, mm -hmm. we shouldn't be advocating for persecution. Right. Uh, agreed in the sense that I don't know. Uh, advocating me is the wrong word. We shouldn't be praying or any of, of that extent. Even though when you read the Bible, you see that in persecution, like oppression, it's almost like oppression increases the gospel's outreach in it and expand, in it expands ways, yeah. it whereas freedom like here in america it, it doesn't it, right. it almost seems that way right and which is so which is why answer. go ahead i was gonna say which is why to some degree right i'm kind of okay with I, i'm not okay in the sense of obviously i i need people to be aware like hey like your liberties the things that you have your god-given rights right as far like right 
if you want to like dig into the way that all of that works and even from a biblical perspective, they're God given rights. Right. Right. The authority of uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all these things um, were set in place to allow freedom um, in this country. Right. Um, and so we have that. From and the it's, Judeo-Christian perspective. Yes, and people are allowing that to get away, and I think that's where you're coming from. It's like we shouldn't just want it to come upon us, but I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, maybe this stuff needs to just keep happening so that we kind of understand where people really stand on uh, Christianity. Yeah. Where where yeah, it's morality, where it's a morality club, and where it's um, actually like people are standing um, in their faith because right now I, I, half the time I'm like, I don't really know who is where it's, it's yeah. so muddied. So there's a, a shifting and a sifting that's coming. That's already beginning, yeah. but it's coming to separate those who are and those who are not. And so uh, again, I say you don't want to have, we don't want to advocate persecution because freedom and people not dying and being, uh, persecuted further faith is a good thing. Yeah, right? you can actually share. Even it though it happened biblically, mm-hmm. it's not like we should strive for those ideals so that yeah. God's, you know, kingdom is expanded. No, right. God's kingdom advances without persecution right. too. Right, um, and and you have right. to rem- people have to remember too. It's it's a it's a it's a everything together, right? So those are examples of that happening. But you're talking about let's just say fifty people, right? Biblically, that uh, that are are in some way known that they are like kind of that top tier of people who awful things happen to them, right? But right. we don't really know what happened to a lot of the other people that were there, and a lot of them probably lived lives and continued to go about um, normal days, and they weren't like martyred for their faith. And so it's that right. thing that it's like you know, if those things come, it's like be willing to stand on your principles, mm-hmm. right? Most were until about 300 BC, uh, AD. I was yeah. about to say BC, AD. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, but we don't, it's like, we don't, again, it goes back to things like we don't necessarily live in that time, right? Like you and I don't live right. in China. Um, and what we want is for China to stop doing those things so that that message can, ten, can, can continue to flourish and people can, um, uh, you know, uh, come to know Jesus. But right. It, it's it, you know it's like it's kind of weird to celebrate like people getting killed in that in that manner right it's like that right I, it's in the same way like when people celebrate call like call out cancer uh, call out uh culture, culture. um it's sort of like weird because you're like why are you celebrating having to do this thing for people mm-hmm. so it's complicated well I, I think we will get into it next week and maybe we'll we'll try to find a couple stories that we can kind of work through uh some of the stuff that was going on with them and i i think the whole um uh, D, uh, what do they call it? It's like this thing is happening now where a lot of people who work deconstruction, I, I think that's kind of, it's actually a really interesting subject and it goes beyond like Rhett and Link are no longer Christians. Here's an article so we can get clicks and have terrible takes about the situation and seemingly not actually care about these two, these two yeah. people. That was kind of, you know, that one bugged me from last year. Massive. I can't wait for next week now. <laughs> All right. Next one. Let's, let's, okay. Let's um, well, so we had, um, the Russian bounty thing kind of get proven. Oh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Um, yeah. none of the clips were any good. It was basically just Jen Pisaki getting asked a question and her slithering her way through it and not really, you know, it's like answering, but not really answering. They're like low to medium that this was a thing, which it may have just been something someone was told to get out of jail. I don't the know. the title 
explain of the of this the russia bounty was a hoax and media perpetrated propaganda explains what the article is yeah but you can read the article yourself and form your own conclusion yeah but it was definitely propaganda <laughs> oh i'm missing a clip that's weird uh hang on i'm gonna oh my gosh what is it snowing it's snowing with the sun out <laughs> You live in a freak what, state. Our nation is going on with this climate change, Al Gore. <laughs> um, Bill Gates is controlling the weather. Oh, we got to talk about Texas. We got to oh, talk yeah. about uh, this stuff going on in Texas because I realized something uh, today about this situation that um, is going to probably upset some conservatives. I like upsetting conservatives. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? The Democratic infighting comes amid concerns on the left that despite a promise to stop seizing border wall land, the Biden Justice Department is still doing it. With the government this week seizing six acres from a family in Hidalgo County, Texas, fueling fears that the government will continue building one of the most enduring symbols of the Trump presidency, the border wall. The family impacted told Reason, quote, we are utterly devastated. We thought President Joe Biden would protect us. Now we've lost our land. We don't even know what comes next. You there? I think you're muted. Um, a lot of people were doing that whole, a lot of conservatives were doing that whole owning the libs with the situation about the wall going up. Uh, while people are having their private property seized by the government. Mm -hmm. You know what's weird about that whole situation? Go ahead, tell me. All right, I do, but you go yeah, ahead and say it. They're implying that Trump was doing the same thing. Yep. He was, he actually, right? Yeah, the Trump administration was building this wall, but in order to do it, the government was taking people's private property. They were seizing yep. their private property. And um, so this is my whole thing. If the government's going to do something right you can keep making offers to people, offers, offers, offers for their land. No problem with that, right? No harm, right. no foul there. But I do not believe constitutionally, um, or even if it's not in the Constitution, just as a right, that um, the government has no right to take your property without your consent. Agreed. 100%. And that goes back to eminent domain and why eminent yep. domain should be ended. It is terrible. Um, it proves that we do not have absolute private property in this country because eminent mm -hmm. one, because eminent domain is a thing. And even if it wasn't a thing, I bet this would still happen, right? Because oh, probably would. And it just shows like no matter which side you're on, they do not care about you. Yep. You know what it's I mean? It's not about you. It's about them, their yep. power, their control, what yep. they want. Yep. And you don't hear about these stories. It's really actually it's kind of surprising. Fox News even uh, kind of like brought some of the story up and, the, you know, they kind of threw in this thing that it's like the Biden administration is doing it. They essentially were like, they're doing this. They're not the only ones that we're doing this, guys. <laughs> it, it's like, cool. Um, nice little spin. Yeah, I do. That stuff. Mm. There, there are definitely some things that like boil me a little bit, but like government seizing people's property. Oh, that dude, that one gets it. under my skin, dude. What was the, uh, asset forfeiture too that the cops do? Silver forfeiture, silver civil forfeiture to where they take for a police case, they take your uh, belongings, your property, and then they uh, don't have to get they don't have to give it back to you because it's evidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like they this is a prime example. It's like the government takes things, 
or they say only for a little while, right? right. And then you never get anything back. And That's it's like, what oh, well, that goalpost keeps getting moved. Yep, every single time. And the conservatives are mm-hmm. just as culpable as the liberals in a lot yep. of these situations, and people just don't realize it. Uh, it's that confirmation bias, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the Asian hate thing where I would have conversations with people and they were like, yeah, it's because uh, it's not really white people, it's black people that are attacking Asians. I go, no, that's your confirmation bias. What's really going on is that people are just attacking Asians because people suck and they attack people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's not a specific race. It's like, right. anyway. Um, speaking of other uh, crazy stuff that's going on, I you know we we do talk a lot about politics, and I I wanted to try to inject some a little more cultural. I mean, a lot of this stuff is cultural. Like we don't necessarily mm-hmm. attack it from a specifically political direction because I think you and I both sort of hate politics for the most part. It's gross. It's yeah. gross. It's downstream from everything else that's going on in culture. But if you want to talk about something that's going on in culture that potentially could, you know, that work its way downstream, uh, this situation going on with Twitch, uh, I'm excited for is, this. is one of them. Um, for those of you that don't know what Twitch is, uh, Twitch is a company that allows you to live stream content, uh, for viewers. So it doesn't necessarily have to be video games, even though that was their bread and butter. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also just everyday live streams. People just sit in front of the camera and talk. There's a lot of different um, activities that people do or hobbies that people have that they'll live stream from their house doing those activities and people support them and uh, yada yada and so forth right. and so on. Um, but this is a new policy that's coming down and I just kind of thought it was interesting because um, one of the guys on our Discord is pretty heavily involved uh in twitch and this affects him and a lot of other people like uh eric july and others like that so i'm gonna play this and then uh, we can talk about it okay twitch made a post saying that in january we will begin enforcing our updated hateful conduct and harassment policy so we can better protect every person on twitch They posted a full blog post along with this announcement that I'm gonna skim through just a little bit to hit some of the major points that I think are important. They say that their approach to off-service enforcement will now fall into two categories. The first being harassment that takes place both on and off of Twitch. So if they see something suggesting harassment on stream, they will take into account harassment on Twitter or another platform or in real life. The second category is anything that poses is a safety risk to the Twitch community, no matter where they occur. They include a large list of behaviors that they themselves recognize as the most egregious types of harm, but that they acknowledge there are other types of harassment and abuse that they will also investigate. They go on to say that they are now bringing on a third-party investigative partner to spearhead these investigations. Okay. Um, Joseph, thoughts? Yeah, so... With the category two part, we're talking about uh, if you're a part of a hateful group and stuff like that. My first thought is, who are they using to determine this? What who a hateful group is and who falls in that category? What are uh, um, you the want me to read this? Uh, deadly violence, so extremists, so right, capital rioters, if you will. Uh, for Dude. those of you who don't know, Twitch is very liberal. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it not is, BLM and it's not Antifa. No. It's not. I, I guarantee Definitely it. Not. Uh, terrorist activities, ex- <laughs> explicit and or credible threats of mass violence, Q. Um, Trump supporters, leadership or membership in known hate groups, 
um, carrying out or acting as an accomplice to non-consensual sexual activity and or sexual assault. Joe Biden. Um, Sexual exploitation of children, um, which is all right. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Actions that would directly and explicitly compromise the physical safety of the Twitch community, which, I mean, they, they there's a problem with, like, doxing and um, something called swatting. I don't know if you know what that yep, is. But, I do. Uh, yeah, it's, it, that, that kind Someone of stuff Someone said they are going to swat me before. Oh, man. And I said do it. So, <laughs> that's so dangerous, <laughs> dude. Um, ex, uh, explicit and or credible threats against Twitch, including uh, staff. Mm. So... Dude, that would be scary, no joke. But imagine the entire SWAT team coming to your house. I'd just be looking like, what the heck is going on? videos. Have you seen that? Vi- that's like that meme or that goes around where it's like all of them are like breaking through the walls and like guys are like SWAT members are hitting the side of the walls. They're crashing through the ceiling. And dude, it's insane. They use it all the time. Dude, the one thing I'd People be concerned about that is just Bella would flip out. She'd probably get shot. Yeah. Well, it's that's what that's uh, something that is actually kind of true. It's like in any of these situations, the dogs always get shot. Yep, and every every time something which like I that think happens. is wrong. I right? do too. Oh, Stop it, pulling you your know, gun for everything. It's ridiculous. It, it, you know they have rules for engagement in the military. I had this conversation this past week with some military members, and it's like we have rules for engagement in the military. And now, now I made the point to say, but should there be rules yeah. for engagement when you're in a freaking combat zone? Right. Anyway, yeah. beside that point, I do think. There has to be something to kind of protect both the police and civilians, right? This shouldn't be so gun trigger happy. But this situation, right? Uh, it, it's it's a it it sucks to really like put it in this way, but they're very liberal, so it's obvious what they're talking about. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm surprised they didn't just put like domestic terrorists who break into the Capitol. Yep. It's like, exactly. if you're that you're get you're off the platform, which I don't know how many of those people are actually on Twitch. Right. And I, I think, th- I think they have like a sympathizers sort of like yeah. clause or whatever in there. Um, if you, if you're, if you're like, yeah, I mean like it wasn't like, if we were to put this podcast on Twitch and get semi-popular, they take us off the platform. Oh yeah. Even if we, so- we had nuance to our, our takes. They take us off the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You'd be Q. I'd you, be Q. You would have gotten taken off for that comment you made about George Washington be stacking bodies by now. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Even though I was just repeating a meme. Yeah, right? I'm not exactly. saying people, you don't need to be doing that. I'm yeah. just saying that that's uh, a point and someone made. I'm there, not, I don't inc- we don't encourage violence. The only thing that we encourage is self-defense exactly when you have the right to defend yourself mm-hmm. that is that you do not have the right to act as the aggressor right. whether if you work in the government or you're a civilian mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things that it's like you know you can make an argument so like aoc has a pretty big following on twitch mm-hmm. um you could make an argument that she is she associates with uh terrorist type information if she supports the endless wars going on right Depending on the situation and, and and what she says, it's like you could easily make that argument. They're never going to take her off the platform, right? And no, I don't want to get not. into the comparison thing because it's old and tired, and I'm really right. sick of people going, so-and-so who is a liberal who has all of the power and culture mm-hmm. does this thing and nothing happens. But when, when you know, Steven Crowder or insert conservative on this side, when they do it, they get completely attacked. And it's like, yes, morons, we know that. Stop right. it. Figure out ways to actually change things. Make culture. Do things 
that incite that rather than constantly sitting around and complaining. Because um, so I, I think sorry, this with Twitch is more so about. So you have these very what you were just saying, right? Steven Crowder gets taken off of YouTube or whatnot, or demonetizer or whatever gets banned. People get kicked off of Twitter, Twitch, all that stuff, right? That are conservative, that are liberal too, mind you. Not just conservatives. It's not just conservatives. It's uh, liberal men and women. Uh, and the thing is, is that they come up with this conspiracy theory and everything. Where it's much as as far as what's going on behind the scenes, which you know, are some of those things possible? Well, I guess it is. I mean, sensationalist stuff is always more entertaining, right? But it's exactly. more so of probably the heads of these companies and all these people in positions of power in these companies living in this liberal bubble and echo chamber, or far left liberal bubble echo chamber, to where they literally think. Most of the people that ha went there on January 6th, was it January 5th? 6th. Um, uh, and did the Capitol riots and just rioted and and all that stuff. Right. And so, and they were QAnons and destroyed everything. And then it, when most of the people there were protesters, uh, and yet when what BLM, or even if you want to say it was a full-on riot, in comparison to what BLM and Antifa did for a year, yeah. not even just going back for longer than that, but for a year Even was up until like yesterday, you could almost say with a lot of these riots that are going on, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, there's like as the, far as the scale, mm -hmm. as far as being worse. Yeah, and they're in like the max, the max count from at least last summer. They think at least like 33 people died, which is that magic number. So it's like, eh, what are you talking about? But yep. there's a a large number of people who were killed um, last summer in the summer of peace or whatever mm -hmm. they were calling it, the mostly peaceful summer. Um, the man was burned alive in a. A fire in the George Floyd protest last yep. year. Yeah, and uh, from a building set on fire. And this is why it's like, I, and I, I, I want to have some conversations with some of my more liberal friends, like in person at some point. I think I'm going to mm -hmm. get to see some of them this summer. Um, and I just want to, I, just, I legitimately, because I don't think they listen to the podcast. I don't always bring it up with yeah. people because I'm like, I like being friends with you, and I think I'm going to piss you off if I suggest you listen to this. Um, right. And, and I want to actually be able to have like context and just be like, do you understand? It's like that. Congress was back in session that night, right? They didn't yep. burn down the Capitol. One person died, and she was an ex-Air like Air Force member, like previously in the Air Force, I believe. One person was, was killed in that, that whole inside the situation, and then like it's muddy at best with what happened with a lot of those other people. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of information that goes around, and I'm still... Most of the time, I'm like, okay, was that really what happened? Or, you know, doesn't really matter, right. but... Uh, yeah, it's this is very weird. It's obvious who that it's obvious what Twitch is doing. And the thing that's the weirdest about that whole situation is that they're talking about hiring essentially a third party, like private detective agency to keep track of people on Twitch. That's yep. weird and feels very invasive in an overstep of something. But it's not surprising because of the Patriot Act. It's not surprising because yep. we live in a country, and and it's this weird, um, vicious circle. If I'm if I'm being honest, where cult and I, I think we've gone past like this downstream scenario where culture influences politics, and we've reached a place because of the endless wars, because of the spying on citizens, because of all this crazy garbage going on with January sixth and BLM and the riots and whatever the case may be, where what's happened in that sector has now moved back over into culture. And so mm -hmm. you're you're having this thing where it went from some it's affecting politics where now politics is affecting that 
that's affecting uh, culture, right? Politics is now affecting culture, and culture is still affecting politics, and it just moves in this in this circle, in this weird way where you're like, yep. they want to like they want to spy on people that are on their platform. That's essentially what they're saying. What it is, what and saying. and pe- and again, it goes back to the thing. It's people, invasive. People are trying to be like sympathetic to Twitch, you know, and they oh, it's a private company. It's like well, they're owned by Amazon. Amazon has taken massive government uh, subsidies. Or yep. you know, they're so you're you're getting their tax dollars are still involved in that in in some way, and so it's like nah, you just don't you don't get to play those games, man. It's like it goes back to I think a few a few episodes ago I brought up should and I use guns as an example. Actually, it may have been I think the second or third episode we did to where I said I use guns as an example, but should a private company be able to override our constitutional rights? You know. And that's to yeah. where okay, we don't allow weapons in here. Yeah, and it's or it's, whatever. It's so muddy now because it's not just this is a private company. It's like okay, well, people consider Amazon a private company, even though the government gives them lots of money, right? Yeah. Um, I guess Raytheon is considered a private company, except everything that they do is from uh, government contracts, right? Yeah. And a lot of their pick your poison. Uh, executives end up being in government yeah. positions it's, and administrations and stuff secretary of defense mm-hmm. you know, it's much more incestuous on the federal and local level than people know or like to admit mm-hmm. um yep truly privatized companies and especially corporations and a lot of this stuff they're they're much more rare than they used to be because the government gets so much tax money they print all of the stuff off and they're they're you know you look at the banks the banking system, right? You look at the airports. Those are two huge examples of the government is essentially continuing to lift those those things up. Yep. Because That's they, exactly right. yeah. And it's why people are getting into Bitcoin. It's why people are looking for alternative means because they know it can't stay like that forever. Yep. You know, it's house of cards, right? That's one of the ways that they always uh, they like to talk about that stuff. Um, do you want to talk about this Ray Fisher thing, or do you want to save that for another episode? Oh, let's save it for next week. Okay, let's do it. We'll we'll save that and everything yep. everything else we haven't gotten to uh, for next week because we're already at about two hours and um, we don't we don't want to go too far over. And I have to get up early to go to the gym. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, man. Yeah, because um, it's nine thirty your time. Yeah. Do you do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say before we uh, before we close it out? All right, guys. You can just uh, we didn't mention that at the top of the show, but you can follow us on YouTube, Odyssey, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, don't forget to uh, leave us a rating. Tell us what you think. If you want to leave us a one-star rating, just don't rate. Uh, no, only five stars. Get out of here with all that. Only other five stars. Uh, like our video. Uh, and, you know, maybe we can save this for another episode. But it's interesting to talk about the like and dislike function on YouTube. Because if you could dislike... It, it kills the algorithm and it's so subjective, right? You may agree yeah. with someone on most of the stuff they're saying, but they just, they say one thing and you're like, eh, no, I don't agree dislike, with this. So dislike, but yeah. it just, yeah. Or, you know, they used to have the, the, what was this? The star rating, five star rating. And it's like, how do you get to, uh, it, on one hand, I kind of understand the point of getting rid of the dislike function on YouTube. Cause it just destroys videos, the algorithm. Yeah. It's um, just why the they're doing hand, it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just why they're doing it. it's just why they're doing it. anyway yeah if you're also if you're interested in joining our discord community to interact with us just reach out to us uh we'll happy we'll be happy to uh, Mm -hmm. send you an invite 
And that community is there just to get a conglomerate of people who have different perspectives and for all of us to talk. Yes. We argue a lot on there. It's not just like yeah. everyone going, yay, Trump. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm usually the Trump supporters. That happens. And I usually go, hey, guys, did you know about this? He did that. <laughs> we have we have status in there. We have Trump supporters in there. We have liberals in there. And we have uh, libertarians in there. Yeah. And maybe some liberals politically, they, mind you. Yeah, and, and they just don't. They probably just don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I oh man. And that's that's kind of the whole point of it is like, hey, we want to get you in there, um, and yes, convince you that there are a lot of things that you believe are like positive that in the long run are like morally just. But when you look into it just a little bit, it turns out a lot of that stuff is garbage and, you know, yep. you probably shouldn't put your trust in government. So, nope. all that to be said, uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. See ya.